PDP Radio. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? How's everybody out there doing today, man? Today is actually June 2nd, 2020. It's actually Blackout Tuesday, man. A lot of people is is, is getting off of social media. They're not going to um, corporations right now spending their money because of um, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of protesting going on, man, after a few deaths. Man, I can't even name all of them. Somebody just died uh, last night, too, in the hands of the police, so. First and foremost, I'm going to give a moment of silence for that. Yes, man. May everybody rest in peace, no matter uh, what race you are or what you've been going through, man. Um, condolences if you've been if you've been gunned down, unarmed by the police. And um, if you've got a, a particular goal in hand, you know what I'm saying? Keep striving for it. Keep doing it. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only thing left to be. And on the line today, man, one of my former colleagues, man, uh, Pflugerville, Texas, stand up. He came in, I believe he was on Friday Night Lights, coming in um, as, a, as a young pup. I say as a freshman, but I'm not really sure whenever that Friday Night Lights uh, came, uh, came about. But this dude right here, I was, the, I was known as the music guy. He came in, became the other music guy, uh, became a starter. Um, the golden years of Texas Tech. This dude has been on MTV. This dude has been X on the beach. You turn on uh, MTV, you see him there. This dude's been doing some bodybuilding. Let's give a huge shout out to Mr. Morland. Brilliant. What's good, bro? What's, What's up, good, man? You doing man? all right? Appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, man. Hey, the, the the pleasure the pleasure is all mine. Um, right now we're in the midst of summer 2020. Man, I see you've been doing your thing. Hey, let let the people know right now. Uh, what you been up to, bro? Bro, man, I honestly, bro, I've been making this transition just like into fitness. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, um, really just started with like just wanting to get healthy again. You know what I'm saying? Just really wanting to put my best foot forward, like, with my own just personal health. And then that just kind of really led into um, bodybuilding because everyone was kind of, like, coming to me for, like, tips on, like, you know what you're saying, how to get right. And I was like, well, you know what I'm saying, if I'm going to be giving people these tips, i got to be looking right myself. And then, um, Hmm. you know, one thing led to another, and, like, people were like, man, you need to do bodybuilding. You already look like you're doing it. You might as well try to compete and, you know what I'm saying, make a career out of it. So, you know what I mean? It just that it just that kind of life happened, and I got into to bodybuilding now. Man, you know um, that that's crazy because sometimes on the outside looking in, people can kind of see how other people's lives can geo. You know what I'm saying? And with you being whom, right. whom yourself, you're just doing something that you love, not even particular looking at a certain avenue. But some people be like, "Hey, man, you should try this. You should try that." So so. What made you make the decision to go ahead and be like, you know what, people are coming to me asking for tips. I know I need to be, um, you know, I want to, I wanna, if I'm going to talk about it, I need to be about it. So what, what was that decision that made you to be like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and pursue this bodybuilding? Uh, I mean, honestly, bro, for me, it was just kind of like when I really started looking at the sport, like, like the actual, like, professional side of bodybuilding, I mean, it was just kind of like it filled that gap for, for football. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Obviously, you know, I didn't make it to the league or anything like that. So it's just like there's a certain structure. There's a certain, like, camaraderie. There's, like, all these different aspects of, like, when you're in organized sports, like, like once you stop playing, it's gone. And, like, bodybuilding kind of opened that door again. It gave me that, like, that structure. It gave me that, that 
something to strive for. You know what I mean? To give you like that that motivation of like, okay, I'm working towards something. I'm not just going through the motions in life. So once I kind of grasped that aspect of bodybuilding, was like, all right, this is something that like I can really put my time and effort into because. You know what I'm saying? I feel like bodybuilding is one of those few sports that, like, the hard work is guaranteed to pay off. You know what I'm saying? It's just like there's no mm. cheating the reps. There's no cheating the dedication. There's no cheating the diet. So it's just like whether you win on stage or not, you always get the, 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 the satisfaction of knowing, like, okay, the hard work I put in actually paid off. You know what I mean? And it's And I don't have to rely on anybody but myself. I don't have to you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, it's all on you. Right. And you ain't like, got to worry about the life. defensive lineman getting the push or having nope. somebody coming up in your face. Or you don't have to worry about, like, a DB doing a reroute of a receiver nope. or a tight end that's coming across the field. Nope. It's all you. You know what I'm saying? Or you don't even have to worry about, the like, the politics. You know what I mean? Like, even with, like, a lot of people don't even understand mm. with, like, sports. There's a whole lot of politics into who makes it and does it. You know, did you go to the right school? Did you... You know what I mean? So it's just like with bodybuilding, it's it's just all right. If you're the best it's person on stage, it's all you. No one can like like take that from you. So once that you know, once I saw the reality of that, I was like, bro, I gotta get in bodybuilding because now I got something to to strive for. You know? Yeah, that's what that's that's what I'm talking about, man. And you were talking about filling that void, and now kind of kind of explain that. Like, where did where did that come from? And um, I kind of speak on this, um, especially when it comes to D1 athletes. I remember, uh, may he rest in peace, he's a pastor of mine in Muskogee, Oklahoma. His name was Pastor Archie. And I remember before a game, he spoke to us and was talking about how people who play D1 sports are crazy, you know. And then that's something we both went through. And that's something that that you do got to be pretty much a little crazy to go through D1 sports, especially with a smile on your face. So, um, and I, that's where I feel like us as men, and there's D1 athletes as women too as well, you know, there there's something in us that we don't even think about quitting. We just think about just getting through it, getting over it, you know, and I just know personally for me where that comes from. So I just want to ask you, where does that burning desire come from to where, you know, you just have to move yourself towards a goal and finish it? I mean, I think like for me it's just like, like my 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 sports journey was a little bit different, just in the sense that when I very first started playing sports, it was just I was always the guy that nobody nobody thought was going to do good. You know what I mean? So mm. like it kind of trained my mind to have that mentality of like, all right, I gotta I gotta put my best foot forward. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta be the guy that that you know what I'm saying. No matter what the odds is, I gotta beat it. You know what I mean? Like I gotta. So it really just kind of changed my mentality in life of like, you know what I'm saying? Like I always have to progress to be better. Like I never can be complacent. Like always having people doubt like the fact that like, okay, he can't, he's not going to be able to play in high school. He ain't going to make it to college. You know, he won't make it to the league. It, it trained my mind to have that mentality of you can never be complacent. No matter how good you are, you got to keep pushing to that next, that next thing. And, and, I mean, when you get into D1, it's just like you're constantly around that environment, so it changes your mentality. And then when, when football was over, that mentality never left. You know what I mean? That mentality mm. didn't go away. It, it, it may – and you know what I'm saying? And some, like, like how we talked, bro, like some people put that mentality into into the wrong thing, like, you know, drugs or, 
you know, girls, alcohol, partying, or whatever the case may be. But for me, I was just like, man, I want to put this into something that's going to, like, better my life. And that became fitness. Um, and, and that mentality is just like with bodybuilding or with just fitness in general, there's always a goal. There's always something that can be better. There's always something that, you know what I mean? Your biceps can get better. Your body fat can get better. Your bench max can go up. So like, there's no limit. And it just felt, it filled that void. Cause it was like, now I can compete against myself every day. You know what I'm saying? Every day I go into the gym, I got something to compete against. And it's just like, man, it, it brought me back to those Texas tech days where, you know, Benny's in the weight room and he's like, look, yeah, you might have, you know what I'm saying, increased your bench max today, but we're going to get another 20 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, just, just that gold <laughs> mentality. Now you can put, yeah, now man, I got something to put it towards. Man, that's dope right there, man. Always having that uh, end game in mind. And when I say end game, that's just something, just like you say, every day you put something in front of you that you're going to strive to push. And you were talking about your Texas Tech days, man. When was it that you realized, like, hey, man, I'm going to make a really big impact on this team? Because this is, what, 2006, 2007. Um, I remember one game. I don't know if you hurt Sam Bradford, but I know you recovered the fumble, and you had a great career. There's a picture of that I just put on my Instagram of you chasing down the legendary Colin Kaepernick. That was actually the last game that I played in, like, physically because I got hurt. But uh, when was it when you realized here at Texas Tech that, yo, man, I got I actually got a chance to go out here on this field and make a difference? Bro, I think it was like my freshman year, man. Like I was um, definitely freshman year, man, because I was – it was summer camp, man. And, and I just remember like it became a deal where, like, I think it was, I think it was Chad. I don't remember what his last name was at the, at this point, but I remember Chad was the rejected really? starter. And I remember, is it? Uh, what was his last name? I don't know. I, was it Chad? I, Weaver? I don't know. That just popped up in my head, but it was Chad. Um, I remember Paul. Paul Williams was yeah. The, Paul, Paul Williams. And, man, what was the white dude's name? Oh man, Paul Tillman. And then it was Chad. And I remember I remember it got to a point to where I realized that, like, yo, Chad is a little worried about me in these drills. Like, I remember I was, like, keeping up with him step for step. And I was like, hold on. I was like, I got a shot. Like, I think I could actually beat this guy out for the position. I was like, I'm getting all the tackles he's getting. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm making plays. And it was just like, it was like, all right, I got to go all in, man, because I got a shot to really make it, like, as a starter. And then I remember like the blogs, like ESPN, I think it was like ESPN or Fox sports news, you know, they started writing and like writing the blogs in the paper. Like, yo, this, this freshman kid is looking really good. You know, everybody needs to start watching out for him. So I was like, Oh yeah, it's game on fam. Like I'm, I'm getting this spot by any means necessary. And low key. And then yeah, like, man. Halfway, I think it was like halfway through the season, I ended up starting. Yeah, man, that was really intriguing to see, man. You uh, you and your entire class really came in and uh, really did some great things for Texas Tech. Uh, you know, Jamar Wall, he's currently still playing for the uh, Calgary Stampede, and we we all know about the legendary Crabtree. There was a few linemen that came in and did some things, man. Uh, Richard Jones, man, you guys really came in and, uh, and did your thing. But what was your favorite game to play in? Let me take a guess. But you can tell me if I'm wrong. Is it the OU Sooner game, the blackout game in Lubbock, or is it a different game? Or was it the UP Dude, game? I don't know, man. I, I got to say, man, between <laughs> between that UT game and that Sooner game, man, those are stupid huge games. I mean, obviously the the 
I recovered that fumble. You know what I'm saying? And Sam Bradford tried to try to tackle me and ended up getting a concussion. That was me. And then uh and then the UT game, you know what I'm saying? I had that pretty big uh um that pretty big sack on Colt McCoy right before uh uh you know what I'm saying, the crab sheet catch to set up that so I, I don't know, man. Both of those games yeah. are probably tied for me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can uh, I can remember the atmosphere. People still talk about it to this day. I'm talking about the UT game and also the um, the OU game. And let's describe the atmosphere of the Texas Tech Red Raiders back then. Because just from well, like, opinion, I remember. A little... Yeah, go ahead. Oh my bad. Yeah, bro. I just remember like. Because it was uh, the UT game was the first like game, or the UT and the OU game were the first two games where I like really just saw like the impact of college football. Because I remember in practice they were like, you can't talk. I remember just like in practice they were like, yo, you can't talk. Everything that you do, you have to do like signals. And I'm like, what what sense does that make? I can talk to the dude. He can hear me right here. And then when you get in the <laughs> game and you got like a hundred thousand people yelling at the top of their lungs. And you could be three feet away from a guy and not hear what they're saying, bro. Like that—that that is a level right. of like adrenaline. Like I, I've never experienced. I—I've never been in in a game where it's like, bro, the crowd is so pumped, they're yelling so loud, I can't even hear the guy three feet away from me. Stupid energy. Fact. Yeah, man. I could. Yeah, I—I I just remember, man. I just remember, like, the referees before the UT game, they was telling Brandon Williams, yo, whatever you need, let me know. You know, and just all of that chaos and, and just, the, just, the fans, just the fans was going insane, man. But but let, let's fast forward it, man, to um, after football, you, you pursuing your music, and then you go on the real world, man. How was that process, and how did you end up being selected? Yo, man, like, I, the craziest thing, though, to me was, like, I I was not even thinking that I was ever going to make the show. I literally had went on the uh, MTV website. Um, they were had a pop-up. They had, like, a little, they had, like, a little pop-up come up, and it was, like, you know, MTV's doing casting. Would you like to apply? I signed out a – I literally filled out a questionnaire, sent in some photos, and I was just – and I forgot about it. I mean, like, it was like a week mm. later, I was like not even thinking about, you know, the, the, none of it. And a producer called my phone and was like, Hey, we want to interview you. And I was like, man, who is this playing on my phone? I was like, how did you get my number? And they were like, <laughs> no, we, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, nah, nah, man. It's like, y'all not even about to like get no information out of me. Y'all trying to scam me or whatever. But no, nah, they were like, yeah, we really want to interview man. So I talked to like a few producers and like, I, I guess they just liked me for whatever reason. And um, I did like a few more interviews after that, and then they were, and then it was like, dude, like this is the crazy thing. I did a, probably about five over the phone interviews, Skype interviews, and then it was like literally probably a month. I'm talking about a full four weeks. I didn't hear nothing from nobody. I done moved on, Dang. got a new job. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm about to sign a lease on a new apartment. I'm like, all right, whatever. It ain't gonna happen. These fools called me and was like, yo, we're flying you out to L.A. to meet the producers. There's a good chance you're going to be on the show. I'm like, man, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, y'all out here lying, bro. Y'all boosting. You know what I mean? They flew me out. Yeah. I, I met with the producers. 
came back home, and I think it was like probably like another maybe two weeks after that. They calling me like, yeah, you made the show, man. You going out to be on a real world? And I was just, ah, dude, like I was hyped, bro. Wow. Like, I mean, I'm like, dude, I'm about to go out here and like live my best life. Wow. You know what I mean? Living my best life. Man, and and how how was that experience, man? You end up going to uh, Portland, and yeah, and just 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 for my opinion. Being here at Texas Tech, that kind of got you ready for the real world, did it not? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I get. I think the cool thing, like as as far as being at Texas Tech, like you know, what I'm saying, obviously being a starter, being around like college football, you know, I guess I was used to having all eyes on me. You know what I mean? Like just because, like when you're at when you're mm-hmm. in Lubbock and you are even remotely a good football player, you know, you you constantly in the public eye doing interviews and all that stuff. So for me getting out there wasn't too much of a, a change, but um, I think the experience just helped me grow. You know what I'm saying? It really helped me find out a lot about myself because a lot of people don't get that chance to look at themselves in the mirror. You know what I mean? A lot of us go through life. Mm. We just react, we grow, we do, you know, the things that we do, but we don't ever get the chance to go back and look at a situation and, and see it from the outside looking in. You know what I mean? So, the real world kind right. of gave me that that opportunity to really just look at myself and evaluate myself and be like, damn, look, you know, I could have done this a little bit different, or I could have reacted like this, or you know what I mean, or like I don't like the way I handled this, so I want to change this about myself. So I, I like the fact that it, I had that life changing experience, but then I, I had the ability to go back and kind of critique myself. You know what I'm saying? Like watching film. You know, right. Because, like, watch your film because, you know, like, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong because, you know, because when we're in the game, it's it's um, everybody can see what's going on during the game. We're playing the game, so we don't get to see the rewinds, like, just in case, if, unless there is, like, a challenge. like the And then we can see on the Titantron, like, oh, he did catch the ball, or he was out of bounds. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, right. don't, we don't get to see things in real time. So, with you guys shooting there in Portland, you guys didn't get – did you guys – didn't get to see the actual episodes until the times that we got to see them? Bro, we didn't see anything until y'all saw it on TV. So we were watching it as a fan just like everybody else. Now, obviously, you know what I mean, anything that you went through, you were like, okay, I knew what, I know what's going to happen here. But you didn't really know the context of, like, okay, how did my actions affect this person? You know what I mean? Or how did me not knowing or not paying attention to this one aspect how did that affect, you know what I'm saying, the dynamic in the house or how this person reacted to me? You don't, a lot of people don't get that, you know, that in-depth look in life, but we did, you know. I got to see how, you know, on, like, one situation was like, you know, there was arguments going on in the house, and I chose not to say anything. And then I look back, and it's like, I should have said something because it would have maybe made the situation better. Or times where I did say mm. stuff, and it was like, man, I probably should have just kept my opinion to myself because now I see how, it negatively, what I said negatively impacted this person or how, you know what I mean? So it's just like you get to see that play-by-play play out and you can understand a deeper perspective of like, okay, how my actions affect other people. Like on a whole nother level. Mm. I got you on that, man. And, you know, um, I'm a big fan of the show. I want it to be on Real World uh, as well. Uh, I never pursued it. But it's one episode on there where you was riding motorcycles. Where did that come from? 
dude, I don't even know. They Okay, like, we just woke up one day, and they were like, hey, man. They were like, hey, guys, you know, do y'all want to go Y'all want to go ride uh, motorbikes? And I was like, what? They was like, nah, you want to go ride motorbikes? Man, you they got a motocross team. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to want to go. What you mean? I'm not going to say no. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, and that place was like, it was like an hour outside of town or whatever, bro. And then, like, um, they had a few pros, like, out there in Portland. So they were like, yeah, man, we were on this track all the time, you know, and one of the pros, their dad owned the track. So he basically let us go out there during, like, uh, non-business hours so that we could just have the track to mm. ourselves. And, like, they brought their own bikes, so we got to ride on actual professionally tuned, like, motocross bikes. Um, they gave us lessons and, like, basically was like, all right, y'all go out there and, 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 and do your thing. So, you know, you know uh, they, that, that was hey, my first, you went out there first and ran the table. time. First and only time. That was your first and only time. Wow. Yeah, I I ain't been back since, dog. Hey, I feel feel you on that, man. Hey, how was how was old dude, man? I think him and that girl, him and that white chick, end up um, hooking up. And uh, Um, you talking about Johnny? uh, Is it is it Donnie? The red Johnny and Avery of, ended up was, getting into like Johnny and Avery ended up ended up dating, but um, I yeah, mean they were yeah, 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 yeah. outside the show, but then uh, they're not together no more. Uh, Johnny's actually dating somebody else now. Um, so, I mean, I don't really talk to them like that, but yeah, Johnny's dating somebody else. They ended up okay. breaking up, but they. I mean, okay, they yeah, you can do after that the show thing. though. You know what I'm saying? They, oh, they, they okay. were definitely in a relationship for a little minute after the show. Yeah. yeah, man. Hey, on the outside looking in, um, one of my favorite things from knowing you personally prior to you was on the real world and knowing that um, how passionate you were about music, man, and, and, and your father, you know what I'm saying? You guys uh, had a moment. Was that one of the biggest moments that you can experience on the show or what was your biggest moment? Um. No, I mean, I, I do think that that was a pretty impactful moment. I mean, I think that, like, just just them, just, like, MTV in general, just giving me, like, a little bit of exposure with my music, I think, was super impactful because, like, they didn't have to air that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have to even give light to the fact that I did music. But the fact that they, they um, even, like, gave me that platform to, like, let people see kind of, like, my musical process, the reason why I do music and all that, I mean, I think that definitely was one of the biggest, most impactful parts for like my music career, no doubt. Um, but to be just so unfiltered, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and have that experience, I think is, is just as a whole was just obviously probably one of the biggest moments in my life. Cause you really get to, you really, 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 I don't even know how to explain it, man. Like you really are forced to see who you are as a person once you go through that experience. You know what I'm saying? Because everything mm. is documented. You really, man, really how is get that, to see man? who you are. Bro, it's, it's, man, it's surreal, man. Man, I, it's like surreal, bro, because it's like when you live it, you think you know everything that's going on, right? You think you really fully have a perspective on who you are as a person. So when you're living it, you think that, like, all right, I'm just doing me. But then, like, after the fact, you start to look at things and you think, and you start to think to yourself, like, nah, man, I was better than that. You know what I mean? Like, I could have done better in that situation. Mm. Or... 
You know what I mean? Or it's like, or I want to be more confident about myself when in these type of situations, or I want to do better for myself, you know, in the future. So like you really, really get to, you get to analyze yourself, man. Like, and, and, and I don't know, man, I don't even know how to explain it, bro. It's like twilight zone to be able to like, even still to this day, like I can go back and relive that moment. You know what I mean? Cause it's forever. And, um, I don't know, man. I guess I'm just more so thankful than anything that, like, I got the opportunities. Man, I, I can only imagine. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and with that being said, it, it's almost like you can go to YouTube and just be like, yo, we're World Portland, and there you go. Because you, you, like, you weren't just like a small a- aspect of the show. You They really, you know, put you on. You know what I'm saying? So if there's anything that you could change, like, what would you change, or do you have any regrets from the show? I mean, I think the one, I think, I think the one regret I have is just not being as open about, like, I don't know, man. I I, I do feel like there was a lot of, like, who I was that I could have put out there more. You know what I mean? As far as just, like, my background, you know, my beliefs and all that stuff, but um, I felt like I probably could have been a little bit more into the situation, but it's hard to even say that now because it, I mean, it was stressful, man. That wasn't like, it wasn't mm. all good times. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't all just happy go lucky. Oh, everybody's, you know, loving life. Like it, it got stressful at a point. And, um, I just felt like I could have been a little bit more open. I could have, I could have put a little bit more of myself out there, but you know, I think everything happened for a reason. But but I think that was the one mm-hmm. thing I, I would have done differently. I just put a little bit more of myself out there for people to see. Oh, I, I got you on that, man. And uh, Nia was Nia was part of the cast too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Nia, you know what I'm saying. I ain't trying to come for you. That's the oh, Nia. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, okay. Nia. Hurricane Nia. You know, she's uh, she's, she's, she's like checking <laughs> out now. Bad. Yeah, she don't like that. I, I probably shouldn't have said that. She probably gonna she gonna hate me for that, but. She's like a uh, like uh. a like a upper echelon like chef like you know what I mean she gets like uh I think she's like doing she prepares meals for like private like flights and stuff and catering okay. and stuff like she's yeah 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 no nah, she 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 doing her thing for real for real man that's that's what's up man and I seen I seen an episode where where she had a a, a blowing up episode on there you know just like everyone on all the prior real worlds you know they always there's always someone who blows up on the show, like as far as yeah. like uh, like escalating and stuff. And I've seen it, and I'm like, how how was that in real time, dog? Like you talk about intense. I, I I like that's one of those moments where I was like, bro, I wish I hadn't froze. Like I wish I would have like, you know what I mean? Like just been a little bit more like just in the moment. But dude, you talk about intense. I mean. I didn't know what was going to happen because I was like, oh, yo, she's over here beating the hell out of this dude. I was like, she's about to get sent home. I was like, she ain't stopping. She done got a blow dryer. I was like, bro, like, right. she's going to go to jail. Like, going to press charges. Like, I, like, bro, it was, and then at the same time, I was like, bro, I'm not even into drama like this. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm over here trying to have a good time. I ain't trying to be like, you know, defriend nobody, but like. At that moment, bro, that split the whole house. It was just basically you either on our side or you're on Nia's side. And I was just like, man, I'm I'm gonna pick my side. I'm out. Like I, I ain't dealing with it. 
And you know what? And I think, you know, with, with that's crazy you said that in your mindset because that's, I bet you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I bet you that's where becoming a D1, not even a D1 athlete, but an athlete and a good person um, within yourself because when you, whenever you're an athlete and stuff and that drama and stuff happens, what do we do? We de-escalate we and we, we remove ourselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna try to but on TV, it, but it's like, you don't get that option. Yeah. Go ahead. Nah, yeah, I mean, it's just like when you're an athlete, you think in your mind, like, okay, I don't want to get caught up in no situation that's going to potentially, like, you know, cost me my opportunity. You know what I mean? But, like, right. in that situation, I didn't have an option. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have the option to walk away. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I had to wake up and be in the middle of all of that the next day. So you just got to deal with it. So I just kind of like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just like, I, okay, what I'm normally used to doing is, like, y'all don't want to de-escalate, I'm out. You know what I mean? And I just went back to my normal right. mindset. And I guess a lot of people don't understand right. that because, you know, maybe they're not, you know, they don't, they've never been in a situation where they had everything to lose, you know, for doing one, right. you know, immature And that's easy. It's, it's easy to be on the outside looking in to spectate. You, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Well, I would have done this or I would have done that. And, and, and But in reality, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have done nothing. You know what I'm saying? But nothing. from my opinion, yeah, from my opinion, I feel like, you know, it's um, situations change. And on the outside looking in, it's like, oh, this is Marlon's opportunity, you know, to go viral. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it's it's yeah. to stand up for something. But when you're in the midst of it and you didn't, and you have been through certain things, it's almost like, okay, because whenever a man goes through some things publicly and has to address something, he discusses it privately with that person. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you really got right. true feelings and stuff, it's like, okay, I'm going to de-escalate, I'm going to chill, and I'm going to wait, and we're going we gonna to settle this. You know what I'm saying? But with yeah. TV, there's kind of And I think a lot different. of people miss – yeah, and I think a lot of people miss in that situation. It's like I was friends with everybody in the house. You know what I mean? So I was never on just one person's side. Like I, ne- I didn't have any disagreements with Avery and Johnny. I didn't have any disagreements with Naya. So for like everybody to be like, you should have picked a side or you should have had this person back or something like that. It's like, well, you got to understand that like my personal relationship with everybody involved was different than this one argument. So to say I had to pick a side, it was just kind of like you trying to back me into a corner that ain't really fair to me either. Cause I built relationships with all these people on a positive, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it was a tough, it was a tough thing to do because I was like, bro, I, I guess for me, it was like I was trying not to lose the relationships I had. So by not by not picking a side, but in the end, it ended up, you know what I'm saying, working out a whole lot worse than than for the good, you know. But you live and you learn, mm. you know what I mean? That's one of those things that, like, looking back now, you know what I mean, I, I know how I would have done things differently, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm with you 100%. And uh, that's a lot. You got the opportunity that a lot of people um, have not um, gotten. The only person that I know had got close to doing that is Smitty. I don't know if you remember Smitty. He was friends with Darcel McBath and uh, Nate Stone and all them. Yeah. You know that everybody's everybody no, talking I know, about I remember Smitty. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like he was trying to do World World? He had got close. He got close. Oh, he man. 
I didn't even know he was yeah, trying. Was uh, I didn't even know he was trying to get on there. Yeah, he was. I believe in two thousand. I was living in Raiders Pass, so I think it was like two thousand seven, so, so something like that. That he had got close, but uh, he was trying. He was saying that, and I think. Oh, I hope Brent don't get mad at me for this, man. But I think Brent, uh, the girl he was all in love with, Brittany, was like close. And it would have something to do with that was like, well, they didn't want to go forth for some some stuff. But I, I don't know. I, I, I was really high back then. You know, so <laughs> I was just <laughs> I was like, oh, y'all trying to do the real world, huh? Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> y'all trying to do, the new, y'all try to do that, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real, man. But uh, you are already had a bodybuilding event, man. Um, how did that go for you? That was what uh, the end of last year. Uh, it was well, no, it was May of um, it was May of last year. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, May, you did May, pretty good on that this last year. Yeah, man, like, uh, it was my very first one, so obviously I went in as true novice, but I ended up getting second place in my, um, in my, like, respective class for my first show, so, I mean, I feel real good about it, just because the show I went to wasn't no, like, it wasn't no, like, you know, low-scale show. It was a national qualifier, you know what I'm saying? There was a bunch of people, you know, coming in all the way from Colorado, coming in from Oklahoma. Like, it wasn't just Dallas. Like, it was people from all over. Um, And then, like, I think in my class for True Novice, there was, like, 18 guys. So, out of 18 guys, when you're coming in second for my very first show, bro, like, I think that's a big accomplishment. I still got the – I got a trophy, you know what I'm saying? So, I got the proof. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So I, I think you know, like, like it, it. I think it was like it was like just enough to give me that taste to like, like to amplify my like, you know what I'm saying? Desire, like amplify my want. You know what I'm saying? It's like you didn't get first, yeah, but you got close. So like, you know what I mean? Let's see what you can do next round. Right, you got so, the buzz. Uh, you you got the you got yeah, bit by the buzz. So, Right, right. So it's like I'm almost glad I didn't get first place because then it might have been like, all right, I got first. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't going to come back. But like getting second place and being so close to first, it's like, nah, man, like you got you to gotta come back with a vengeance. You got to get that. You got to get that one spot, you know? Yeah, man. That, that's what's up, man. So uh, let the people know, when is your next competition that you're training for right now that's coming up? Uh, my next one's going to be uh, September 26th, so it's going to be the same show, you know what I'm saying? But obviously, because of Miss Rona and all that, it got pushed back a little bit. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, it's normally done. They normally do their show in uh, in um, in May, but they pushed it back because they were like, okay, a lot of people probably won't even be in shape. So September 26th, I'll be doing a Ku Club Classic. It'll be right here uh, in Plano, actually. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm already so, so, September 26th, man. That's what's up, Plano. That's where my boy Vic is at. Him and his wife Emily. Okay. You know that, that that's where they that's where they at. So uh, Vic, you shout bad. out to Plano. And right, uh, right, man, right. hey, do you, hey, what what is your what is your overall goal in life? If you don't mind me asking. 
Um, uh, actually, man, honestly, bro, like my big thing is, um, just like training. I just want to, um, I mean, I definitely want to do music. Don't get me wrong. Like my, my, my big, big, big goal is to, you know, make with my music. I ain't, I ain't necessarily saying like Drake style, you know, mainstream, but you know what I'm saying? Like have a nice fan base with my music, tour the world, you know, uh, release music and the whole nine. But I think my overall main goal is just to be an entrepreneur, man. Just to take my ideas, work for yourself. Take the things that, yeah, man. Just take my ideas and and make them into something big, and just kind of build my own little empire for myself, man. That that is my ultimate goal in life. Just is to be a successful entrepreneur through my fitness and music, man. However that falls, you know. That's what's up, man. I'm right there with you. That's that's the same goal as mine. Take this radio thing, and uh, I've been looking to get into comedy, you know, and I don't even call it comedy, man, because a lot of people, when they speak to me, they just get a good feeling, and they want to go out and do better for themselves. But I don't know how that is, but that's just something God has blessed me with. So um, just part of us, you know, us getting older, we start to realize the doors that God is opening and, and the doors that he's closed to as well. But the doors that he's closed on us, it's not particularly that he closed them, but we closed them on ourselves because we know that's really not what we want to do at the end of the day. So um, with that being said, let let everybody know how they can follow you. Zeus Fit. Yeah, yeah, man. Nah, man. I mean, the big thing is uh, Instagram is where I put up like most of my stuff, um, just Black Zeus Fit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly how it sounds. Black Zeus Fit, all one thing. And then, um, you know, my big thing right now is uh, I actually do online training. So I always try to get people to sign up to ztrainfit.com. I do basically, I put out okay. podcasts, I put out ebooks, I put out a lot of information so that, like, I feel like nowadays it's not hard to motivate somebody to go to the gym, but a lot of people don't know what to do when they get in the gym. So, like, my website that. basically gives you all the tools all at once. You just sign up. You you sign up if you want to do an ebook, if you want to do a video tutorial, whatever the case may be. All the information is there, and it's just at your fingertips to use once you get into the gym. So, between my Instagram, Black Zeus Fit, between my website, uh, ztrainfit.com, you know what I'm saying? You'll have everything you need to, to, to you know what I'm saying, hit your little fitness goals, you know? That's what's up, man. Hey, Send me send me the um, the link to your website so um, I can have it. And I can go ahead and post it whenever I repost repost this interview. And uh, man, I, I I love catching up with you, man. My former Red Raider colleague right here, uh, Marlon Williams, man. Now seeing this guy stay focused, seeing this dude just keep doing no matter what life throws at him, I can just keep seeing him up, uh, keep progressing. And I was thinking about this earlier, uh, just thinking about my own personal journey. It's like I um, I don't know exactly what to do, but the only thing not to do is to quit. So you keep exactly. doing you and doing keep doing what you love, bro. And uh, hey man, you is there well, a quote that you is there a quote that you live by every day that you want to leave the audience with? Man, bro, like I mean, I think the one thing that I uh, I look at a lot is uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Um, in the sense of you, 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 there, there is nothing in life that you do on your own. Like even if you're striving towards your goal and you feel like you're by yourself, there's always somebody or something that has helped you along the way. So I, I always live by teamwork makes a dream work. Um, because if you look, if you're looking for those opportunities in life to where 
you're not only trying to help yourself, but you're trying to help somebody else, you're going to get to your uh-huh. goal or your dream a whole lot faster. You know what I mean? And and I think that that unselfish pursuit to your dream or your goals is always a thousand times better and a thousand times more rewarding, you know what I'm saying, when it does happen. Um, so I just I try to live by that. Teamwork makes the dream work. You know what I'm saying? That That is something that sticks with me quite a bit. Man, y'all heard it right there. Teamwork makes the dream work, man. Shout out to you, man. Hopefully everything goes right for you September 26th down there in uh, Plano, Texas. Much love to you, bro. Black Zeus Fit on Instagram. Hey, peace and love. You have a good day, brother. You too, brother, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. Later. Yeah. Man, shout out to Mr. Williams right there, man. Marlon, like I said, uh, seen this guy coming in uh, from Flukeville, Texas. Came in right away, made a huge impact on Texas Tech Red Raiders football team. And uh, the Red Raiders came out and did some uh, great things in that Thomas man from 2006 to uh, 2009. So um, rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, everybody else, man, that has got their uh, lives taken, unfortunately, by the hands of police. And remember, black, uh, black lives do matter. Do what you love and love what you do. Life's about making your dreams come true. I came to win, to fight, to conquer, to drive. I came to win, to fight, to prosper, to rise. Love and I'm out. Uh-huh.